0: Hey everybody, welcome into the Letterman Lounge. The sun came up in Columbus, Ohio, but uh, understandably still some raw emotions around town, two days removed from Michigan 42, Ohio State 27. We are gonna get into it right now on, in Roosters for Letterman Live. It's a fun, casual joint. Uh, there's a bowl giveaway, we will get to that, but uh, that seems like the last priority to get into right now. So we brought in a couple extra uh, helpers today to dive into it, Cardell Jones, Justin Zwick, Tybus Powell, Bobby Carpenter, Firm and myself, um, hey, um, predictions were wrong. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <the> same, that's <laughs> Putting it nicely. Where should we begin with this?
1: Ah, man. When you go into <laughs> the game, when you go into a game with that much on the line and uh, you, you, we didn't expect a team, either team to score 42 points, let alone Michigan with knowing they, you know, we'll keep the ball on the ground as much as they did. But you got to give credit where credit is due to how say went up there and they, uh, you know, one thing Coach Mick used to say about role games, you need to you need to pack your tough undies and your run game and your and your D line. And uh, Ohio State left it all in Columbus. So uh, kudos to Team Up North, and uh, Ohio State I look forward to this bowl game, which yeah. they won't. <laughs> of course not. Of course not.
2: Well, no. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I think we thought maybe Ohio State would score forty some you know points based off of what they have done the last few weeks as as an offense, but. You're in a hostile environment with the weather snowing up there. I mean, Bermuda, was it cold on the sideline? (laughs) It was cold. Okay, it was cold. So you were dressed correctly though, right? But I was cold. Okay. But yeah, you're up there, hostile environment, snow coming down, wind. I mean, we had seen CJ throw the ball through that before, uh, but man, when you're throwing it that many times and the run game's not going for you, I mean, in a game like that, trenches wins for you. And it won for Michigan on Saturday on both sides of the ball. Yeah,
3: it was just that. It's the energy. You know, I was just so surprised to see us come out flat. Like, you come out, it's a rivalry game. You know, it's so much on the line. And just to see, you know, the team of North come out, you could clearly see that they wanted it more. You know, they were, they've been getting teased and picked on for the past 10 years. And then you could tell that this game meant more to them. I mean, they came out with a lot of passion and energy from the first drive, boom, they took it right down in our face, just boom, ran it right down our throat and scored, and we did not match them no intensity on the second. When we got the ball, I felt like. And even when we got back on defense, I still felt like the energy just wasn't
4: there. And there's points in the game, you know, chance to go 14-0, Bryson Shaw gets the mm-hmm. interception. It feels like it's starting to turn a little bit. Like, things are pivoting. Go down, like, can't really get it together. Like, you don't – and Chris Olave he's been a Wolverine killer, man. But you've got to play big in those games. You have to make sure you make all the plays. But a little bit of what Tyvus was saying, I mean – When you're playing a team that's that desperate in a rivalry game, you have got to find a way to match their level of intensity. And there was a desperation that they had, and you could see it from the very beginning, the emotional element of it. And we've risen to that almost every year. Maybe the talent gap was bigger and maybe just generally more physical. But you felt like when you watched this team this year, really good on offense, and they got a lot better on defense. But I would never have said that this team was – physically dominant. A lot of the runs that we had more perimeter run game, throw it around, and you could have all those things, but when you have to go get yards, you've got to be able to do it on offense. It's got to be downhill and defensively, when you have to get stops, you need to be able to go and get stops downhill. And that comes from that emotional element and it didn't seem like Ohio State was able to reach it on that level that Michigan got to. You have to match their intensity. And I guess the best analogy, it's been 10 years since there's been a Monday like this in Columbus, Ohio, a yeah. decade. Yeah. There's been a day. De- I was still playing football. Cardale was still at Ohio State. So was oh, Tyler. at Fork Union or something. Uh, fork United. Yeah. It had been so long, so much time had passed since this, that I was trying to remember, like, what it was actually like. Like, hey, Big Ten championships happening, and you know, Ohio State's not in it. You're just you're coming off a loss. Like, all of these different things, it's it's been so foreign. But, you know, when you – when you grew up starving, proverbially in this rivalry, like a lot of people in Ohio did in the 90s, and watching the losses roll up, Tress gets here and the thing gets flipped on its head. And then you even see the blip of 2011, but it's been a long time. And so Ohio State has been eating at the rivalry buffet Of roosters, they've got the carving stations. (laughs) They've got caviar. They got got chips. (laughs) chips. That's where the (laughs) chips went. Everything you you want, each and every day. And dude, Michigan has been the dude. Kids on the outside just staring through the glass, slobbering. And finally, got to the point, where dude, you, you. It's been so long since you've been starving that you can't remember what it's like anymore. And those guys at Michigan, give them credit. They knew how they were going to win. They knew what they needed to do. And Jim Harbaugh said. We're going to win or die. He was going to run the ball 40 times, yeah. you know, regardless of what happened, and you got to match it and you got to be tougher up front.
5: To carry on your analogy, generally speaking, if you're on the inside of that buffet and you see a bunch of people outside the window pounding on the window, you're like, okay, we got to keep an eye on these crazies back here because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think Ohio State finally just stopped looking, and Michigan busted through the glass and said, okay, we're taking it. If you're not going to try to stop us anymore, we're going to take it. Last week, I predicted Ohio State would win the game 45-38. You guys know I was nervous about things mm-hmm. all week. Last Tuesday, we had a practice report and I said that I thought Michigan was Minnesota plus plus. and Austin and Tim and the guys kind of laughed at me because I, Minnesota ran the ball down Ohio State's throat. And I, I thought that Michigan's style was a bad matchup for Ohio State. And you hoped that the the game, the atmosphere of the game would be enough to help Ohio State's players kind of remember what happened two months ago, I asked Kerry Combs after the Oregon game in a press conference if Ohio State was tough enough. If he thought his defense was tough enough, and the answer he gave was that yeah, he thought they were tough. They've been through so much in the last year and a half, and it'd be a, you know how could they not be tough? But I, I was talking about physically tough. Are you able to get punched in the face and fight back?
1: And, and you they got to and they didn't
5: and they Wild did, cards. and they didn't fight back and that and that's you saw it in the second half Michigan at that first drive of the gate of the second half when Michigan gets the three and out and then just goes three three running plays for 82 yards straight up the, straight in the face of Ohio State and that defense said we're
1: done we're, we're not going to play anymore and I that, think one, that was and that was unbelievable to see one yeah one thing the defense i think had relied a lot on is our offense were a lot of points and our offense like okay well we put teams in such a catch-up battle for our defense all year, uh, you know. They threw the ball the three court. times in the second yeah, half, right, exactly. or whatever it was. Fine. Yeah, but, yeah. They, they, they put them in there. Our <laughs> offense put them in the catch battle so much. Now the defense don't have to worry about being tough because they know the, their offense got to go out there and throw the ball. They got to throw the ball. And Michigan at a point, this was one game we talked about on weekend kickoff that we didn't even mention talent. We didn't say, oh, I'll say at some point, their talent's going over. Yeah. This is a rivalry game. All that goes out the window. It's all about how bad do you want it and how tough you are. And we can look at Michigan roster and clearly they don't yep. match up with Ohio State as far as talent-wise. But they were tougher, and then, like, like we said before, they just won this game. Well, they were. But With they
2: all that won. being said, though, we all, I'm guilty of it, went into halftime saying, <laughs> "All right, it's a one point game. We get the ball back coming out. We're gonna, you know, at that point in time, we could have been it could have been 21 to 14 we just right the run. Yeah, the, yeah, we'll figure this out. Like, I wasn't worried. Like, I didn't expect that second half to go kind of the way it did. Like, we took a couple punches. Early on we fought back one point game at halftime and then the wheels fell off three just straight run plays to open deuce, kick deuce, it and then like Jeremy said but, right but down the field.
3: But to piggyback off of that, the thing that we've ignored is that all year the adjustments for how they haven't been great. I mean mm-hmm. you think I this game to me basically showed that the things that we were worried about in Minnesota, Oregon, and even when we was struggling in the red zone against Penn State, we just kinda ignored it because we the teams they played after that, it's like, oh, they fixed it. Yeah. But the teams that they played after that wasn't that good of teams to begin with. So we thought, okay, maybe it was fixed. Coming into this game, everything that we was concerned about at the beginning of the year came right back out. I was in the group chat with D Lee and Josh and they literally were saying the same thing that we were saying in Oregon. Leverage, tackling, toughness, all that. It all came right back. Struggling in the red zone, yep. taking field goals and not getting touchdowns in the red zone. Everything just literally came back. And it was just too overwhelming;
4: they couldn't overcome it this time. You know, it's amazing you bring up leverage. There was multiple times on the defense you could see dudes dipping their head inside, and that Haskins and Corbin—they did a good job setting up blocks. But you can't be messing around with the guy and dip inside when you have contained, unless you know that you can whip <laughs> that dude down and go make mm-hmm. a play. And they couldn't do that; they weren't—they weren't physically able uh, to get there. I think, and some of the adjustments—I don't know how you. you like bringing another dude in the game, yeah. like
3: bringing another. <laughs> you, you all the second half, like, well, don't we bring yeah. another down you're, lineman you're getting, in? You're
4: getting mashed <laughs> off the ball. yeah. And you know the linebackers, like, as much as you know, I've well, really enjoyed some of those guys. Like, they haven't played that much. And i talked to them, like it was going to be a four quarter game, and they, I don't yeah. think, well, the they're ready for those guys yeah. to be the in things uh,
1: the things that Michigan did. Michigan mm-hmm. said, hey. This is our run game. Stop it. You're going to have to beat us. And vice versa, on defense, what they did to Ohio State offense, they said, we're not going to let you beat us with this pass. I never seen a team play on Ohio State quarterback in two-man so much. Because, for one, I think it's because of the comments he's made to he don't want to run the ball, he's not a running back. So what do you do? You play them in two-man because you don't let those three receivers kill you. Even though they had, you know, somewhat of, of good games all through them, but you play two men and that's the best way to stop the pass. And then on defense, like I said, they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. Ohio State have they didn't make any of those adjustments. Like, you know what? Forget oh. this. Let's sell all out on a freaking run game. Let's make uh, this quarterback. yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's another
0: another callback to Oregon where we sat there and said, well, what's going on with this rotation and the personnel they're using? If they're if if Michigan is never going to throw the football, Marcus <laughs> Williamson is of you know, no value to you, you, you whatsoever no defensively why are
3: we a nickel and they running the ball it should be- that's a craig <laughs> young situation that's, that's a court williams situation yeah, that's a-
0: a, a, any other linebacker situation and they were thin like kate stover had to practice with the linebackers last week because they were down to six of them you watched them go through warm-ups and it was like the spring game so some of this stuff has been going on for six months seven months or we can throw in the Alabama game and you sit there and that was also <laughs> extenuating circumstances but they're playing four linebackers against Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle and you just
1: you wonder what the hell is going on blitz, blitz. Yeah. Yeah. blitz. <laughs> something. go get them go get them or something. and and I understood like you know they came out and Ohio State played a nickel a lot because Michigan they ran a ball out of the 11 personnel so uh, one running back and uh, three receivers and to me personally, when the when four-minute offense or a time to run the ball, I mean, that's what I would do. That's my four-minute offense, it'd be 11 personnel because I wanted that extra little body on the field, but you still got all your run plays available to you. I want to spread them all out. And definitely in critical situations, that's what Michigan did to a certain extent. But a, I'm like, like I said before, I'm the defense of Ohio State, I'm selling out on a run. I don't <laughs> care, if we got that matchup like we saw the National Championship game, we got yep. four linebackers on the field and they got three receivers, mm-hmm. well, I'm banking on them running the ball. And hopefully with this blitz, i well, on this pressure I'm putting on, Hopefully we get to them if they pass it. Yeah, that Michigan, the, that Michigan keep, offense go, go get
2: them. pass game isn't what Alabama no. was. You exactly. didn't have Devontae Smith no. coming. Exactly. Now, Grant, no. they, they made some good plays, no. and, and they, I think they had to play perfect. You know, and even you know. during the game, Joel Klatt, the, one, the running back, catches the ball one-handed tucks it, and he – and Joe Cloud was even like, "What is going on?" Because yeah. it just felt like everything they were doing seemed to be working. They got creative.
5: They and had the little
2: the little flay flicker. <laughs> they they took shots at Denzel they Burke.
1: Yeah, and they, obviously they, man, yeah. that was a complete game. Yeah, I mean, it they, was. Yeah. Even they they even they with exactly. Even the plays that are Ohio State made on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, come on, man, Jacks the. the Touch behind oh, the guy, Jake, I mean, the, give the, me the touchdowns they Mawson oh, guys. Those definitely. guys was in position. It wasn't like blown
5: coverage. They work. were ready to play. And, yeah, and, you know, You play. think about offensively Ohio State. Every game the Buckeyes have lost in the last five years has come down to the same thing: the Buckeyes get one dimensional and they lose. Mm-hmm. If you take away the Ohio State ability to run the football and you require the quarterback to throw it fifty times, the Buckeyes are going to probably lose. And that's it's not because the quarterback can't do it. CJ's done it. Dwayne against. Against Purdue in 2018 threw it 73 times. Set a school record for passing yards. But if you can't control the line of scrimmage, you're going to lose. And the Buckeyes so got their, their butts absolutely kicked on offense and defense at the point of attack. So,
4: the yards per carry is held up. It's been 20 years. The team that wins the yards per carry battle has won this game. Mm-hmm. It was 7.2 to 2.1. Like not even close. Not even close. close. Triple and triple the up right there. I mean, it's... it's it was it was ridiculous because so you don't. Ohio State didn't, didn't need to go out and rush for a barbecue chicken. chicken. No, but right. they hey, to, that's okay, what. But when they need to sure. they needed, the time, they needed sure. to be able to go run the ball for five yards, and yeah. they couldn't do that consistently. Here is one other thing.
1: What do you think the time of possession was? Oh, a lot to a little. Ohio State actually outgained actually, them. 36, I, I, 36, Ohio State 48. hit the ball longer than they
2: did. Well, they,
5: yeah,
3: they scored so Actually, wow. I'm yeah. When wow. we scored, it because, like
5: Because Michigan 12, did what yeah. no one else has been able to do all year, and they extended Ohio mm-hmm. State drives. It was, you know, C.J. Stroud threw the ball 49 times or 49, something, yeah. threw for almost 400 yards, but there was not a lot of those chunk <laughs> plays. It was, it was six yards, seven it was yards, six there. yards, yeah, seven yards. And, and that's how you have to play it. you got to keep guys in front of you. Yep. As you
2: said, I mean, back two men, you got the two high safeties. You're taking away that big and play.
5: Daxon Hill, Hill is probably the only player in that Michigan secondary that is someone you can actually have to worry about scheming against. But you have to give kudos to the, to the young guys that play corner. They, they made plays and, you know, they, they were ready to play. Ohio State simply I said this on Saturday. I wrote it on Sunday. One team played like they had nothing to lose and one team Looked like they thought they couldn't, sure. and I'm telling you what: you go into that game and you think that that team across the field from you doesn't want it, or you don't think that they can beat you, you can beat.
0: And so we happens. will not be giving out some roosters' buckeye leaves for this loss. Let's dive in one more time before we take a break. What was the most concerning <coughs> thing that happened on Saturday? The
3: toughness. Yeah, is, it, hands down. I, listen, but, so I take it kind of personally. I mean, Bobby probably. Can can attest to this is that the fact that we play defense. So when you come to when you come to Ohio State, the number one thing you hear is silver bullet defense. Flat out, you're tougher than them, you're more physical than them, and you dominate. And you go out there and you see your off your defensive line and linebackers just completely getting blown off the ball. It's so concerning. You're seeing guys who just seem like they didn't want it. Like nope, it didn't seem like they wanted to throw it in there. And that's it. it kind of pisses me off because it's like we built something like like for. Since Bobby was there, since before Bobby was there, it's always been, you're going to be the toughest people out there on that field, you're going to throw it in there, you're going to sacrifice your body for this team. No matter what may happen, you're going to do it. You got 10 other guys that's going to be there for you no matter what, so never be scared. And it just, I, I did not see that. It really pissed me off because it's like everything we built is just completely fell down.
4: I that would echo that. And you know, I wouldn't say it's just you know, all defense. Like Denzel Bird giving up a play, that's going to happen. Yep. You're going to have that. You know, Chris Olave, as great as he is, he's going to drop a ball every now and then. You know, and those things are disappointing because like, you've seen those guys make those plays all year long. But it's the fact that, couldn't stop the run when you knew that's what they were going to do. Yep. And it, it looked like you were even a little disinterested. That's the defensive line, that's linebackers, that linebackers, that's all three levels where you saw like, man, like, didn't no one was really trying to set the tempo set and, and, or set an edge and making sure that, hey, this is what's going to happen. And then it was the same thing on offense. People want to get upset. You came out and ran the ball three times, you couldn't get 10 yards. I'm upset that you ran the ball three times. Three times, times in a you row. You couldn't yeah. get 10 <laughs> yards. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, to me, are we talking about having a Heisman Trophy candidate running back, an offensive line that has all these first-rounders, all that? Oh, yeah. Three times in a row, you can't get 10. I'm not saying 20, you just couldn't go get 10 yards. Like, that is highly concerning.
1: Yeah, the toughness, I'm going to echo what these guys said. And, you know, I've been working with you guys and doing shows with you guys the last, I want to say, three and a half, four years. And one thing I always said about this team, not just this team in particular, but that way the program has gone. It's expected. I said, they're not tough anymore you know and the simple fact that we got to sit here and talk about you should be tough or you or what you need to do to win this game and you're not doing it that's a problem i'm not it'd be different when we talk about oh man you see that last play of the game man they got that lucky stuff that'd be a different conversation but when you're the, the recipe of every time you lose or come into situations where the, where you know we think they shouldn't have been in it always boils down to toughness And like you said, on both sides of the ball, like you said, when you can run the ball three times and not get ten yards, that's an issue. You know, and that's not just a a game issue. I think it's somewhat of a cultural issue. I don't know what's going on in in those walls of the Woody right now, but I think they need to get back to the basis of being a tough football program and um, just letting the run game. Oh, toughness is
2: going to be a word they hear a lot here. I've got thoughts. I
5: mean, Ryan Day's entire mantra is tough love, right? So, love is great. Tough is is missing, and and that has been obvious this entire season. Beyond that, you know, I I look at it from a roster composition standpoint of what's kind of just discerning is that – or not discerning. Yeah, discerning. Um, You build a roster. Ohio State's been building a roster to beat Alabama and beat Clemson. And you still play in the north in November, and there's a different level of toughness that you have to have just physically to be able to fight that. And – Beyond that, Jim Harbaugh was right. Like there are some guys in that locker room. And I'm not saying this about Ryan Day, who Jim Harbaugh was talking about, that would, you know are on third base and thought they hit a triple. There's a lot of guys on that roster that didn't have any part in what you guys built, and, and a lot of guys. I mean, there's not, how many? Players Forty-nine
2: out? of them, I think,
0: had never 40, played against 49 Michigan. Forty-nine right?
5: players yeah. had never only even one suited.
0: said last week had ever started against Michigan. All right,
5: they, they're not entitled <laughs> to that win, and I think that that to me is the thing that. You hope that this is a, a wake-up call. Um, you know, in 2003, Jim Trestle lost to Michigan. Didn't ruin the program. Yeah. In t- 2011, Michigan was in the BCS bowl games. Ohio State was struggling. You guys were supposed to be terrible. Oh, nope, one year, fix it, get back to what you'd have to do. I don't think this has to be a black and white, you know, the program must change type of moment. I think it is obviously a wake-up call. There will be changes inside of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. There's going to have to be. But I don't like that the reaction from people is it has to be totally black or white. It, it, this, this is Ryan Day's first Big Ten loss in his, in his career. That's nuts. People I mean, <laughs> just don't realize uh, how hard State that is. has lost four games in the last four years or whatever in, in regular season play. There are changes that have to be made, but it does not require throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's just about refocusing and and understanding
0: the importance of that game. All right, we're going to get into what those changes may need to be, what they will be, uh, what needs to happen as we shift gears away from what happened on Saturday into the future after we take a quick break right here on Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter.
4: Well Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week, guessing to register weekly at roosterswings.com. Uh
0: That's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the
4: Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. precision engineering, rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well-designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit bryant.com.
0: Alright, welcome back in to Letterman Lives brought to you by Roosters. They are giving away a bowl trip, Bob. We don't have to it's too late to sign mm, up. It it's probably gonna be the Rose Bowl yeah.
4: which does if Michigan There's wins the big chances. I mean oh, oh come on. Oh, don't, 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 do it, Bobby. <laughs> don't do if it, Bob. Don't do it. If everybody loses, don't <laughs> go down that road. <laughs> it's a dark, dark path. But go <clears> to <throat> RoostersWings.com. And see set. the winners. And you can see the winners. 24 winners, 12 each week, two. Deluxe deluxe hotel accommodations, airfare, tickets, (laughs) Mm. most likely going to be the Rose Bowl. Airfare is crazy expensive right now. It's
0: actually a great deal if it's the Rose Bowl because, my goodness, I feel bad for Nicole. Uh, She's seeing more family. (laughs) That's why she's not here today. And I told her to save her Buckeye Leaf uh, for the bowl game as well. Also, tomorrow is Appetizer Tuesday. Mm. Don't know exactly what it's going to be. It was supposed to be mac and cheese bites, so it could be... (laughs) <laughs> dealer's choice. It's gonna be two dollars. We got some fried mushrooms, mushrooms. Oh, some cheese. fried cheese. Honestly, the most, could be anything.
2: the
5: most disappointing part of the 2021 season was the lack of mac and cheese. Fries. Oh, well, <laughs>
4: or chips. Well, huh? Well, and the fact of potato wedges. I mean, we oh yes, that's settings. right. We've that's suffered something. a lot of losses. I, I, mean, I think started. there's
0: a direct correlation. I haven't between. seen a potato skin in a while. Well, yeah. they need yeah.
4: to start planting more wedge potatoes as opposed to the curly fries. Yeah, that's the problem. You're absolutely right. Right, I mean,
0: so that's really
4: where we're at. So, speaking I of adjustments, don't think <laughs> that
0: Ohio State is going <clears throat> to be all that motivated uh, for a Rose Bowl. And I know there are a lot of traditionalists who love I, that
5: game. I disagree for one okay, reason. Okay, well, can I do-
0: please get them set I'm, to the let let set set I to stage? i went you on that one. Maybe they will be, and you guys can make that case. I don't think that they will be. I think that the offseason program, the toughness program, all that stuff, the tough love will start right now. There will be coaches. That are no longer part of the program and there's also no sense in waiting so the team that will play on january 1st if they get rid of them now that's going to start this team will look very different Early so maybe that will good. play into what you're about to say Burham and tivis but there's going to be like if garrett wilson plays in the rose bowl i will be stunned if sure. cameron brown plays in the rose bowl i will be stunned there's going to be guys that don't play so maybe that will also mean more motivation and maybe my premise here is wrong but I don't think there's anyone in the Woody who's like, let's bring home a Rose Bowl trophy. I'm going to say this. I, I don't know if they will win the Rose
5: Bowl because of a, a lot of guys like- They're going to play a team
0: that is not anywhere near- They're going to
5: play team. Oregon again, most likely. And they're going to have that chip on the shoulder. But I have a unique vantage point on game days where like, I was in the tunnel uh, in Ann Arbor on Saturday as the game ended watching these players go into the locker room after getting their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. I know that people don't care about it, but there's a lot of young guys who are very, very angry about what happened on Saturday. I watched Travion Henderson, for example. I don't—he was the most pissed off I've seen of any player at Ohio State walking up a tunnel. Uh, I, there's stuff to play for, okay? Like you don't come to Ohio State because you—I'm going to win every game. Like you come to Ohio State because you want to be great, and this is the next step in how do you get there? You so. You think Ryan Day is going to allow his players to sulk for a month? I just don't see it. The, the Buckeyes have the second or third most talented roster in the country. If you lose seven, eight guys that don't play in this game, so what? Next, next man up. you have been young not. all
2: year long. Why not throw some more young guys in there? I don't
3: think they. I don't think they're going to sit
5: out. I, mean, I, I, I think playing in the Rose Bowl listen. changes some things, especially for a guy like Chris Olave. Listen, it's, it's his home. Be it's dang. an opportunity to be I a thousand-yard receiver.
3: Game in an OSU jersey, I'm going out with a loss. I'll be dang. It's not going to happen. Especially if you're if <clears> if <throat> my boys and these yeah. my boys. Like I'm, I'm definitely going well, we to that we, in We're tw- we going to ride out. We saw that in 2018. And the good thing about Ohio State is if you play a pissed-off Ohio State team like we was when we lost to Michigan State, oh, it's whoever
4: in
5: front <laughs> right. of them, you got to get destroyed we, you saw that in the 2015 fiesta bowl against Notre Dame exactly. you saw that in the 2018 Rose Bowl against Washington that's the game that Terry McLaurin and Paris Campbell and Johnny Dixon all these guys could have sat out but they were like no we're we're, we're finishing it the right way and I think here if we want to do a litmus test for the culture of Ohio State football that's it, that's yeah. it. it
3: is. and if it is and if it is Oregon it'd be a good one because why did Oregon beat us? They was more of a physical, physical team. Yeah. So that's we need to see right now. Like, can y'all fix this? Y'all done win against them. Y'all already lost. Y'all got a chip on y'all's shoulder. Y'all know they're gonna come. You know
4: they gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight. Can y'all stand up this time? Well, another piece too, is some of these guys, especially some of the offensive linemen. They gotta redeem yeah. themselves. If your last thing on film oh, is yeah. okay, we've now have seen you go against <laughs> equitable talent. Yeah. Guys who were close and it did not look good. And so there's going yeah. to be questions and yeah. answers answers to be answer because there's a lot of assumptions like well they're good at this they're good at that well we just watch you get your butt kicked and th- there i mean there's rounds that you can slide based upon <laughs> performances and especially if Thibodeau. i don't know if you play with oregon or what or how that would all work um but i mean there would be the opportunity there and you know we mentioned this and you brought up 2003 so i know you've been we were back playing in Wyoming, you know, hitting the hitting the golf balls right? around. <laughs> but you know, 2003—that was the last time that Ohio State I thought was that was better. It was a good Michigan team, and it was you know a permanent coach, not Big in an 11. And Jay Z, were you up there? Yep. You yep. Us. So you came up to the game. Was you it Chris Perry? Chris Chris Perry game. Who yeah. Looked a lot like I'm watching that. Yeah. A, a lot like Center. Yeah, I'm a lot like, like it. I'm watching right. Watching that game, and I'm getting a feeling where like we're you. playing hard. But we just don't seem to have that extra gear. Like, our offense is good, but they it doesn't seem like yeah. they're just going to be able to bail us out over the top. And so it came down to basically a toughness issue. We had won two times in a row. And speaking from my perspective, not that you took the game for granted, not you know this or that, but it's like, hey, they won up there in 0-1, we won in 0-2. Like, this is just kind of what we do now. Mm-hmm. And that level of desperation, I think, was kind of lost. Yeah. And and he would see to taking the Cincinnati job. Mark D'Antonio is our defensive coordinator. And every time, and this was when we had that long break, we watched that Michigan game. And he's yelling at dudes on the sideline for not cheering. He's like, two yard loss. What is this? And he's like pointing dudes out on the sideline on the film. Yeah. He's like, get excited. Why did we even bring you here? Yeah. And like, <laughs> and it was real life. And so he, we'd be walking the halls of Woody and he'd just, hey, Hey, and he's like, "Get in here!" and it just it didn't even—it didn't matter the play. And he's like looking, and it was every day. It was like the post-game film session for probably yes. about twenty-four days, and it stung. And it was like a scathing review of just like, "You're not tough. You're not a, what, what is this? Like, is this the? Is this what you are as a player?" And continually asking you that, and it, and it stung, man. And so that like motivated everybody. I think that's where that thing flipped. Like, you can't take this for granted. They—they they outplayed you, and they were tougher than you. Is this what yeah. you want In the you next guys, year they were better than us yes. and were supposed
2: to beat us and it didn't
4: and happen you guys Played went out.
5: to the fiesta bowl and knocked around a really good kansas state team and no yep. i just think when you get your manhood tested like that and that's that's what saturday was that was a you know there's a lot of cliches of woody hayes around the around the the football facility but the, the quote I think that's about, why they put his name on it. Yeah, probably. But the quote about, like, nothing cleanses your soul, like getting your ass kicked or yeah. whatever, Yeah, this is that moment. I mean, yeah. you have to ask yourself, is this what you want? And, you know, earlier this season, Ryan Day said that CJ Stroud had one of those moments where he had to evaluate, is this what you want? And now there's going to be another... 70 or 80 <clears throat> guys in that locker room that have to do the same thing.
2: That's you go back to on the film. Is this who you want to be on film? Is this who you want the NFL to be see you, you know, see you playing in a game against your rival? I think it's gonna be a lot of people eye. are gonna be hungry. Yeah, the eye and this guy I don't lie. And those guys put some pretty bad stuff on the on the film here this past
3: weekend. It's funny to hear that. bad here, guys. So That's what they did to us when we lost to uh, Michigan State and Cleveland. Well. Every every time. It's fickle, work, it was fickle, dude. Boom, put it dude. on. This is y'all. Every bad play, look, look at this. Right, every, right before we did uh, mat drills, every workout session they put that clip on. We'd be like, all right, man, mm-hmm. what happened the next year? want it all. So the shit, I mean, stuff works. Yeah. Beep. Right.
0: <laughs> well, you guys have me convinced. I was obviously wrong yet again. As I mean, you of the right. See,
3: that's
5: the whole thing. though. the game has changed so much, it's so quickly with name, image, and likeness, with all these, with all this other stuff. You just don't know. I mean, we wouldn't have talked about players skipping a bowl game five years ago. So oh, yeah. it's hard to understand where it goes. But if you watched Chris Olave sitting on the bench in Michigan Stadium on Saturday when the game ended as he's watching 100,000 people on the field, that didn't look like a guy who was ready to say, you know what, I'm, I'm walking away from this. It's the same Chris Olave who after the 2019 Clemson game could have gone to the NFL and been a, a, a you know, first or second round pick and said, I can't leave like this. His career's over at Ohio State. But maybe it's not. He has an opportunity to, to write one last final thing. And I think that maybe he's going to take a COVID year. Again, the, well, he's not, but he has <laughs> the, chance, the, chance he to go, once. the chance to go <laughs> home and play in front of his family for the final time. I, mean, I just think that there's a lot of guys that are going to have motivation to do it.
4: Chris is a proud guy and he's quiet. He doesn't speak a lot like you know, yep. you guys know you cover the team. But like, his legacy had come down. I mean, He was that Mm dude that played really well in these games. And I think that's probably what stings him more than anything else is like, did he play bad? No, but like, he knew that there were plays out there to be had that he didn't make, man. And when you've always been the guy that's made the play from block punts to touchdowns, and then you didn't get it last year, and you come back for this, and then to sit there and watch. And like, oh, I guarantee you, like it stings him more than anything. Mm As much as some of these guys are big time NFL dudes, I had a talk to a recruit on the sideline for the Michigan State game, and the one thing him and his dad said, like, we like this more because there's more tradition, and he's from the South, there's more tradition that goes into Ohio State. A lot of the other places just seem like they simply prepare you for the NFL, and they do that here. But there's also an element of things that matter. And team matters. And there's a history that does matter more than maybe just the guy who's currently renting that number.
0: Right. Um, So the other part, setting the players aside, uh, I think there's probably a very good, uh, it's trending towards Greg Mm -hmm. Doudreaux probably not returning as the offensive line coach. I think retirement is probably near for Larry Johnson. Um, So you can start with those two places as the staff sort of gets tweaked this month. Kevin Wilson is going to come up for a handful of jobs, already well, has. He hasn't
4: been offered any of these That's, jobs. Yeah,
0: truly crazy, crazy right? uh, And as as many as are open right now, he, yeah. he has to get one in this cycle. And then if Colorado State wakes up and does the right thing with Steve Adazio, I would expect Tony Alford to get that job. Mm-hmm. So we're talking minimum of two and a maximum of a much higher number. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have to speculate on candidates or anything like that at this point, but. What do you guys think needs to happen <clears throat> for Ryan Day as he sits here? It's only two days removed from that, but I mean, something has to be changed. You said that right off the top, Cardale.
1: But I don't think it's always like, I don't think it has to be so dramatic as a, a huge coaching change or, you know, far as guys like, oh, well, we're not, you know, retaining your position. Yep. And if they leave to, for a better opportunity, that's different. But I just think it just boils back down to recruiting the right, well, not recruiting the right players, just the, the way you're going to tweak this offseason of getting back to the basics of, uh, you know, we are a tough team. We set up, especially this offense and this defense, where we start with the guys up front. Mm-hmm. And we only going to go as far as you, both sides of the ball. These guys up front are going to take us. So I think we let that be an emphasis. I know we had some tremendous quarterbacks in the last couple of years, uh, great receivers, and, and uh, CJ and these guys are on pace to still do something unbelievable. Um, but at the end of the day, we play in the North and this time of the year you got to be tough
2: you're doing this i think most of it comes down to recruiting i mean you know there's people out there calling for larry johnson to base i mean i know he might retire but there's people who are saying as he passed his prime yeah. you know it's like well <laughs> the last five That's years well i know the i'm, the I'm saying football. like just because they're not on the field <laughs> producing like the Boses or the chase young like we're, we're just we don't have those players right right now um but does that mean he's a bad coach no uh I agree with Cardi. I don't think wholesale changes need to be made. I I do think it's a little bit on that offensive line going into the year. There's a lot of talk of how enormous and how big and strong and everything this offensive line was gonna be to be at the end of the year and you can't go to your run game for 10 yards. That says something to me. So I, I don't know that you know it's because of him maybe he just doesn't have the right guys maybe we were playing five tackles when we sh- should have had some guards in there you know I, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that and coaches decide who plays but uh you know that would be one maybe i would look at just yep. you know, some fresh blood some, you know some different ideas and and that brings in some toughness you know who, whoever you go and get
1: if that were the case well that and speaking about beginning of the year and talking about having all the tackles in the offensive line and stuff like that like well this is going to be a passing team <laughs> because it's a different mentality when you yeah. got to run the ball in between us, between the you interior You have a couple of mutters if in, you the, got, in the middle. If you there. got some tackles. They're not built. They're not. Their DNA is not. Oh, this guy's right in front of me. I need to drop this guy and work a double yeah. team like that. You know, it just don't work like yeah. that.
4: When you saw that was one of the big problems. I mean, the double team stuff. You saw Michigan linebackers firing and running yeah.
1: through,
4: and they weren't meshing, getting off the ball, quickly to pick up the backer. And part of that is, you know, Harry Miller like. Obviously, an injury yeah. issue, kind of misdiagnosed at the beginning of the year, and he's out. You know, so you start shuffling some guys around. I know you want to get your best players on the field, but there is like everybody's just not position neutral. Like there are certain guys yeah, that are built. It's hard to In just certain go certain yeah. ways. Like, hey, this guy's taller, maybe more athletic, but this guy's a little shorter, more powerful. Like it's like that with receivers, yeah. With yeah. linebackers. Yeah, and usually you got guys. one
1: guy like that, not yeah. four, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Not it, it don't guys. work like that. You're just like this guy is so
4: <laughs> great, you can play him anywhere, and he's going to be good. So that. Gotta you know help that. I, I've never been one to believe in wholesale changes. I've sat there, I've watched practice, I've seen these guys coach. I don't think it was a scheme thing. I don't think they got out of scheme. Mm-hmm. I think there was a toughness element that was involved, and so you can maybe lean on the coaches. Did they get them ready? Were they physical enough? Are you recruiting physical enough guys? Are you, are you training physical enough in the off season? Is practice physical enough? Is that on the coach? Or who's making mm-hmm. those yeah. decisions? Yeah. Like I had a friend of mine who works with me. He's like, "Well, looks like it's going to be nine on seven a lot in the spring." <laughs> A hundred percent. I'm like hundred percent. Like, yeah. hey, as great as it is, we can throw the ball. You can throw one on ones and seven on dude. Inside. And we used to have some nice long nine on seven inside run periods. That yeah. you know what, where we talk, guys are fighting each other. Yeah. Because you get sick yeah. of it. <clears throat> like, the there's a competitive element to it. And so I don't know if that comes from the coaches. You know, I know Kerry Combs, I've watched. Is he different than the guy that was coaching when you were there? Who, you know, is this great coach who does a good job? I people are the hammer maybe as a coordinator, but as a position coach, okay, I think he's really good. I, I've seen what how Al Washington interacts with the guys. Like, I think he does a good job. Like, you know, if uh, Milton gets hurt, um, you know, he blows out his knee, like, all right. I And mean, he's on the coach. I mean, they, they were thin at backer. They just yep. didn't have any other guys. Talk about bringing, uh, bringing over- uh, Kate Stover. Kate Stover. Kate Stover. Kate Stover. Like, <clears> throat> the throat> coach, in the fact, there's you know, nobody there. You
2: had yeah, two you're leave in the middle guys. of the season, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean. Just, you don't have the bodies.
4: I, you know, I so don't you know. you should have recruited. You should have been yeah. recruited well. Just and that's, cases. well, it's like, some of those guys. Like, Roger Mitchell was one of the top inside linebackers. Number in one ranked linebacker in the game. country. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that, there's true. guys who were, Dave Pope, really, really talented yeah. player when they came in. There, there are some of these guys who were really good. Like, getting,
3: yeah, But it's not always about that. Oh, I know. That, that sometimes finding a guy. Exactly. That, those stars be misleading at times. It's all about the development. And I think that's, for some odd reason to me, when you look at this team, you can, you can clearly see that it's a difference from when Irvin was the coach and when Ryan David was the coach. If you can't see that, then you're clearly not paying attention. Right now, for some odd reason, it's like Urban just, people were scared. They didn't want to go to the Woody. It was just a physical time. <laughs> man, <laughs> you, 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 treaded, like you, you treaded like, man, I got to go to the Woody it was a now physical like, time that ain't like let's go to the woody like it's like they enjoy what they do it's let's like, go hit the golf simulator yeah, it's, it's, yeah right it's just it's, for some odd reason to me listen, it's just it's go too hit the there's, just an, edge. there's, too
1: there's listen, an edge it's too friendly listen we used to Mr. tell i used to still to this day i you know with the nil thing i still represent some of the players with a team i still know a lot <laughs> of those younger guys and we sit down like this we talk crap and i'm not going to you know to the players but i tell stories about just the off season or practice and they sit there like i'm telling them a horror story they're like this. Oh my God! You guys started practice over. Well, I said we probably at period seventeen. We start that. Oh, one, <laughs> to to warm ups, getting your stretch lines. The
3: whole thing Start it all over. Start all
1: over, okay? Y'all y'all bull Start it over. Are they not even physical enough? Start it over. There is and a change in happen sports. to go to the pit. <laughs> now
5: it's not. It's not just even. See, this is the thing. It's not even just the players. It's the Ohio State football media accounts have to have content. Okay, so you got to have fun. Punt returns in practice, it's, it's a weird world and there's an edge missing right now and there's going to have to be changes. And I think, and I know I get blamed or, or called a, an apologist or a homer or whatever, but Ryan Day is 43 years old. He's in his third year as a head coach anywhere. Not like he was a head coach other places. I truly believe that what happened on Saturday is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to Ryan Day because he is going to be forced to look himself in the mirror and say, am I willing to make myself uncomfortable for this success? And I've been fortunate because I got to know him when he when he started at Ohio State early and as just as the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator. There is nobody in that facility who is a more fierce competitor than Ryan Day. That, this is going to not happen again. I, I, I said it after the Clemson game in 2019. He became singularly obsessed with beating Clemson. And he did it in and in embarrassed them the next year. I'm not saying he's going to go out and embarrass Michigan next year. But I think he's embarrassed. And I think you're going to see a guy change everything about what he's been doing to, to make sure that he doesn't have this
0: happen again. Yeah. I think we, I would. However that happens on the staff, I don't know. You and I both know that you can scratch the think part out. We know for a fact that he's embarrassed, uh, and this is not acceptable for Ohio State. Why we talked about it this long and we could probably talk about it for another hour. But
4: the edge, the edge is back. Get the words up. It's, oh, yeah, or get the,
1: the
0: words.
4: Oh, the, yeah, land of, yeah. the land of yeah. the, the, the wolves is returning yeah, yeah, yeah. and all these other no, things. No, the
1: land things of the wolves here. was horrible. Yeah, so let's Jesus. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> I'm not sure
0: that it'll come back to that stuff, yeah. but you know that it's going to drive and motivate Ohio State. And we will have a lot more Letterman lives to talk <clears> about that <clears> in the days, weeks and months ahead. But That's going to put a pin on this one, Michigan 42, Ohio State 27. The run is over. Dominance in the Big Ten is over. Wait, hold on it's not no, a no, the same run is over. over the run is over no, the, streak. The, streak is the streak is over the streak is point. over well, not the, 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 yeah. yeah, the, the, the run the whole point streak is one
5: loss doesn't have to be the end of the run that's, that's not what over. i'm saying right. word word i know i know what you mean yeah the word the word you're
0: that's right that's what i'm here i'm five editors same idea though same idea i'm a i am appreciate that you guys are here to keep that in line I'll have I'll send all of my work this week to you guys to make sure that I get it right. <laughs> yeah, we'll read through well. it. <laughs> um, <hey. laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, this wasn't quite as fun of a and casual conversation as we have, but still enjoy as always. Cardale Jones, Justin Zwick, Tyvis Powell, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, I am Austin Ward, and we're going to be back here next Monday to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes. Thanks to Roosters for having us for a fun casual chat. It's a fun casual joint. Come see them tomorrow for Appetizer Tuesday. See you next week.